Right. What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this is our last episode of February. Um, we kind of did things a little bit reversed. We started off the month with our uh, face-off. Um, we talked about 13 Ghosts, Cabin in the Woods, and then we had a guest uh, host for our last episode where we did Doom with Erica from the Horror Cafe. Mm-hmm. And this week we're doing the much too late. Well, not late. I don't know how I'm trying to word this, but we should have did this last year. Um, Overdue is what I'm thinking. Um, Mm -hmm. But we're talking about 2022's Barbarian. Yes. Um, We have talked about this movie in multiple different group chats and settings and uh, during our Stabbies episode with uh, HMC and Two Chicks Mm -hmm. and Horror Cafe, but we've never done a full episode on it. Nope. And uh, we're finally doing it. I'm very excited to talk about this movie. Yeah. I know you are too. Very. (laughs) So enthusiastic. (laughs) (laughs) What movie? I said Barbarian from 2022. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just got to pay more attention to me, man. Apparently, yeah. Um, We're changing up our format a little bit. We're adding in a small little segment at the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. And Brooke, you came up with the title. So do yeah. you want to say what it is? Yeah. Uh, so it is daftly titled Booze and News. <laughs> News and booze. It can it can go back and forth. I really don't <laughs> care. <laughs> Whatever we're feeling that day. Yeah, yeah. News and booze. News and booze. Um, so yeah, um, we very briefly talked about this right before we started recording. Um, and it kind of doesn't make sense to have us sharing what we're drinking after we've already been talking for like 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna do that right at the beginning, and then we're also going to continue talking about what we've been up to or what we've been watching. Um, and then I'm going to bring to the table a story or uh, an article of some sort that's going on in the horror community. And Brooke, you're going to be talking about any new or upcoming 4k physical releases. Yep. Yep. So nice little addition. Hopefully it goes well. Um, This is going to be our first time doing it. So if we go off the rails, if we fuck up, be patient. We're virgins. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So without further ado, here is news and booze. All right, Brooke, what are you drinking? What have you been up to? So this week I am drinking a uh, Bicycle Craft Brewery. I'm going to butcher this name. Uh, Ethereal Ghost Black Courant. Yeah. Like it's just current. Probably. (laughs) Good. I've had a lot of IPAs this week so yeah. i wanted to change it up and get something uh not as strong yeah and then for what i've been watching um not that much uh as usual <laughs> been reading a lot um but uh after doom 
the next night when watch knock at the cabin oh yeah that's right um it was okay i didn't love it didn't hate it probably i don't know if i'd watch it again i wish you didn't see the trailer because literally the trailer just tells you exactly what happens in the movie like Mm -hmm. that's the whole plot and you can kind of figure what's going to happen um dave batista was great in it um other actors were okay but just kind of meh um and then last night watched a movie i've been wanting to watch for a long time finally got around to watching fantastic mr fox um so you liked it uh, that's meant to be four and a half uh still liked it yeah (laughs) i loved it man i don't know why it took me so long to watch this movie um but the animation style is like Mm. amazing uh typical like wes anderson style um has all those typical actors in it you know william defoe bill murray jason swartz and all of those guys that he has in his movies and uh i loved it man it was great nice. and, sweet yeah that's uh pretty much it i've never watched it either to be honest it's on uh disney plus uh yeah i think i did see it on there actually <laughs> um as for me i'm drinking a saunders cider flying canoe hard cider nice and it's sarah's because i'm out of beer so i'm thankful for once that she doesn't <laughs> listen to our episodes because she'd probably kill me for drinking this is that like saunders farm uh yes it is actually that's cool that's cool too i mean yeah i agree i didn't know that they made that Mm. you don't like it no no (laughs) ah no no damn come on sarah you gotta pick out better ciders than that no i bought it for it's my fault oh okay so i'm glad i'm drinking it not her um it kind of tastes like the what i imagine the water would taste like after it's been like washing the apples Mm -hmm. not a fan not a fan like when you're bobbing for apples and it's all those people's like spit in the water yeah that's what i'm feeling oh i'm gonna drink it because i don't have anything else but i don't like that um okay i'm done being a little bitch i have watched a decent amount um, I finally got around to watching Singing in the Rain because that's on the IMDb top 250 movies. Oh, nice. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Me too. Uh, I was really surprised by it, actually. Yeah, it it was it had some good comedy to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a huge musical fan, but it was good. Yeah. Um, and then I watched Valentine. Nice. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> it's February, so I guess maybe that's why. But yeah. Uh, then I watched House on Haunted Hill. Okay. Um, this one that I'd never watched before, and I think I was browsing through Shutter, and I saw it on there. And it was mm-hmm. like it was late at night, and it's a shorter movie, so I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna throw this on." Yeah. It was really good. It was it was a good like whodunit story. Oh, okay. Um. Then I f- watched Thor Ragnarok. Nice. Um. I fucking love that movie, dude. Yeah, it's so good. Like that's it's a top three MCU movie for me, if not my favorite MCU movie. Yeah, me too. It's really good. Uh, and then I finally watched Thor Love and Thunder. 
Oh, nice. And that was why I watched Ragnarok because I wanted to watch Love and Thunder, but it's been a while since I watched Ragnarok. Right, so. right. Um, but it was good too. Those goats are hilarious. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan on it. I think it gave it like maybe a two or two and a half. I think he gave it two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought Christian Bale was great as mm-hmm. Gore the Gut Butcher in that one scene near the end, like the black and white scene. Yeah. That was fucking epic. Mm-hmm. That was one thing that I, well, that's what I mentioned in my review. I said the goats mm-hmm. need their own movie and so does Christian Bale. <laughs> um, then I watched Memento. Nice. Um, that was an IMDb top 250. Uh, I liked it, but it's confusing as fuck. Was that your first watch of it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I just watched it for the first time like last year or year and a half ago or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I, I mean, it was good, but mm-hmm. I think it's one of those movies that would benefit a second and third watch. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I watched Kill, Kill Bill Volume 1. Nice. Um, it's been a while since I've watched that, but... Uh, I don't know. It's always a great time. I really enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it most this time than any of my other previous watches of it. Okay. wonder why that is. I think because it's been a while since I've watched it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I was kind of younger and mm-hmm. I didn't appreciate like the different uh, cinematography techniques and stuff like that. Yeah. They're just yeah. shot really cool. And like, it's almost like a parody of Kung Fu movies. Mm-hmm which I thought was really cool. Uh, and then lastly, I watched Dr. Strange Love. Nice. Um, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. I don't want to go too far up because my barbarian rating's up there. <laughs> but yeah, I like that one too. I gave it four stars. Um, I was trying to knock off as many of the IMDb movies as I could this week. And yeah, that's what I want to watch. I think it's yeah. a Kubrick film too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It was good. Very good. But uh, yeah, finally, I'm starting to watch more than you. But now you're fucking killing me in the reading challenge. So I need to start reading. More. <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, but yeah, not a whole lot. I still need to watch episode six of The Last of Us. But yeah, I'm two episodes behind. You didn't watch five yet? No. Oh, dude. No. It's so good. Yeah. I already know like one thing that happens in it. Okay. So, but yeah. Mm. All right. Well, as for our news, mm-hmm. um, it's already around a lot. Uh, I've been seeing it all over fucking Instagram and social media. But earlier okay. this week, it was announced and uh, Bloody Disgusting, I believe, was the first to report on it that blumhouse is launching its own video game develop uh, division that's sick which i think is very cool um, yeah yeah they're gonna be working with more like indie game developers and they're mm-hmm. gonna um they want to make video games that have a budget of 10 million dollars or less um and i think it's going to be a very interesting venture yeah. because like love them or hate them blumhouse is a fucking horror juggernaut yeah like yeah they have their hands in some of the biggest fucking horror franchises out there like yeah insidious the the new halloween trilogy yeah. uh like hush happy death day like get yeah. out they've yeah. they have their hands in everything yeah even if they're not like creating it or directing it like they mm-hmm. still produce a lot of stuff mm-hmm. 
so yeah, they announced who the president and CFO is going to be. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be Zach Woods going to be the president. And he has worked with, uh, uh, he did Sound Shapes and Ho Ho Come, which are indie games on console and PC. Uh, and then he worked on Prey, Moon Crash, and Redfall, which was created by Bethesda, which is pretty cool. So that's sick. Yeah. I think it's I think it's gonna be a good venture. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. And they're also sure. teaming up with James Wan to create uh something. I can't remember what, like a, another production company or something like that. So yeah, they have I a think lot. they're teaming together, yeah. Yeah, they have yeah. a lot going on. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that's my news. Nice, very nice. Um, so yeah, this week for 4K releases, uh, there isn't that much, but there's one horror uh release, and then I actually pre-ordered a release and it came in. So oh, wow, and that is the Criterion Collection Dazed <gasps> and Confused 4K. Oh, that's so sick. Uh so I'm very happy to have this in my collection. It was pretty pricey. But it comes with it's like poster, I think. Okay. Then it comes with so there's like the inside. Yeah. Oh man, those discs are so cool. And then it comes with this like little booklet that has like uh I haven't looked through it, but it has like chapters and song guide, has casting credits. Um so I don't know what exactly it is. Profiles and stuff like that, and like uh pictures of like them filming it little like articles and stuff like that so that's really cool yeah um, i'm jealous yeah you're really excited to have that and then i did a sneak peek of next week's and i pre-ordered a release that <laughs> uh <laughs> i know once you find out what it is i you will be very excited because do i have to wait till next week i mean unless you want to spend a lot of money to pre-order it um, it is um texas chainsaw massacre release in 4k fuck's sakes <laughs> like how much money are we talking uh, i think it cost me like 60 something bucks holy fuck yeah uh, but uh that's tempting that's a steel book too mm-hmm um, but anyway, the other release this week was Scream Factory released uh, the Somber Party Massacre 1 and 2 on 4K. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I think that would be a cool one to have. Um, yeah. I think it's running probably 40, 40 bucks for that. So, I mean. It's two movies. Depends. Two movies, yeah. Um, so if you're into that and, you know, I know that's like a fairly, I've only seen the first one, but mm-hmm. it's a pretty big cult movie. Um, yeah in the horror genre, horror community so if you uh are interested in that then check it out yeah so there's only two this week well two worth mentioning yeah okay yeah Fuck, I'm next week is that. next week is loaded though oh yeah there's a lot of good ones yeah hmm. yeah uh, i'm so tempted so tempted <laughs> <laughs> i already have a texas chainsaw steel book but I mean, it's not 4K. Yeah. So I mean, it is like one of your favorite movies of all time, you know. Yeah, kind of, kind of have to, right? Yeah. 
I wonder if it'll be cheaper if I don't pre-order it. I don't know. We'll find out. God, that fucking yeah. drink is gross, man. I can't even <laughs> fucking get over that. Ugh, Go get fuck. a different one, then. I can't. I don't have any. I have whiskey, but I, like I don't have a glass down here. And oh, I'm just, man. I got to drink it. Like I can't just dump it. Yeah, that's true. Just fucking power through it. All right, is that all you got? That's all I got, yep. All right, let's cue that theme music and dive in. Like we said in the intro this week, we are talking about Barbarian from 2022, one of last year's biggest and most talked about releases. Uh, we are finally talking about it ourselves. Starting off the synopsis, it's weird. I almost like said, what are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, starting off with the synopsis, a woman staying at an Airbnb discovers that the house she has rented is not what it seems. This is a perfect synopsis for this movie because it, it doesn't give away anything. No, no. And this is a movie that you need to go in blind. So yep. big disclaimer, if you've not watched this movie and you want to watch this movie, do not listen to this episode any further. Yeah. Because you need to go into this movie blind. Yeah. So. I know today I was like my coworker who like, he loves movies too. He's like kind of a horror fan, but not like a big fan. And he's like, what are you doing tonight? I said, oh, watch the movie recording. He's like, what is it? Barbarian. He's like, oh, what's that? And I like explained to him. He like looked at the people and he's like, I was like, man, it's just so fucking funny. And like trying to explain what Barbarian is without like giving too much away. Cause like I want him to go into it not knowing much. Yeah. So it's like hard to say like how much I love the movie because it's hard to without Mm-hmm. you know spoiling anything or giving too much away yeah just tell them watch it tonight and then mm-hmm. we can talk about it tomorrow <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um but yeah this movie kind of fucking came out of nowhere right it like did. yeah it, it was talked about a little bit after the first trailer but nobody like even the trailer was good for mm-hmm. not really explaining what was going on yeah um and i'm i'm grateful for that because yeah, like if you know what you're going into, it ruins this movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I was looking at the trivia today because I was want I wanted to know like where did they come up with this name? Like, why is it called Barbarian? Exactly. Um, but I don't know if this is what they were thinking or if it was just purely coincidence. But Barbarian is spelled using only the letters in Airbnb. Wow. Is that like, did you come with that yourself? No, no, no. It was in the trivia. I I wish I came up with that myself, but no. (laughs) That's pretty cool. I never uh, noticed that. Yeah. So I don't know if that's what they were thinking whenever they were Mm -hmm. coming up with the title for it. Because like the name Barbarian doesn't really fit with what the movie is. No, I mean, the mother character could be the Barbarian or uh, 
And it's a name, Bill or Frank. Frank. Frank could be the barbarian too, right? Because he's the one that started all this and did all the awful things back in mm-hmm. whenever the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is directed by Zach Krager who is really not that well known. This was like his first no. big movie. Um, He is a comedian and hmm. he did a show called The Whitest Kids You Know. Uh, he also did Miss March and New Boys. Hmm. And he's got a movie coming out that he just sold the rights to um, for like $38 million or something like that. So oh, he's wow. already making bank off this next one. <laughs> um. And if it's even like a fraction as good as this movie, I'm super excited mm-hmm. for it. Uh, moving on to the cast, we have Georgina Campbell, who plays Tess. Um, she was in one episode of Black Mirror, King Arthur, and All My Friends Hate Me. Mm-hmm. So again, not a big name actress. Um, next, we have Bill Skarsgård, who plays Keith. Uh, and he's obviously known as Pennywise from It and in Cha- It Chapter 2. Uh, he was also in the Eternals, Castle Rock, Villains, Atomic Blonde, and Hemlock Grove. Yep. Next is our boy Justin Long. We love him on this podcast. We sure do. We've done many of his <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, he plays AJ. Uh, he's in Cheapers Creepers, Accepted, Galaxy Quest, Live Free or Die Hard, F is for Family, and Tusk. And lastly, I have Matthew. Patrick Davis, who yeah. plays the mother. Yeah. Uh, and he's not a big name actor. He's in like a bunch of like TV shows and like shorts, but like one episode here and there. Like mm. he doesn't have any like leading roles or anything like that that I noticed, anyways. Yeah, no. But um, and then I have four honorable mentions. Four. Four. Holy. Uh, two of them really surprised me. So we have Richard Brake, who plays Frank, who we've talked yeah. about very briefly already. Um, but yeah, just your stereotypical Richard Brake type character. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to say he's typecasted, but I mean, he's perfect for, for these types of roles, as we talked yeah. about during our Doom episode. Um, next, I have Kate Bosworth, who plays Melissa. Um, I'm not sure who Melissa is. Was she the one that with Justin Long? Yeah. Yeah. That he, that he had the accusations against yeah. him. Okay. So yeah, she plays her. Um, I think it's just a voice role, yeah. though, like an answering machine or something like that. Um, Sarah Paxton uh, does the narrating in the nursing video. Uh, she plays huh. the, the assistant, which they really did her up to mm-hmm. not be recognizable. And she also played Megan, who was, uh, I'm guessing, like, Justin Long's agent or something like one of his agents. Yeah. And again, that's just a voice role. And lastly, Zach Krager mm-hmm. plays Everett, who is Justin Long's friend that he meets in a bar. You know, I was thinking that this watch, I was like, because he doesn't, like, show his face, but it's, like, kind of you see his face. And I was yeah. like, I bet you that's, like, Zach Krager that's playing him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah four honorable mentions i don't know if you had anybody else or not but no the one guy that plays the one cop looked familiar but i couldn't find him on the, mm. the cast list so yeah. it must have been nobody mm. 
<clears throat> All right. Let's talk about this movie. Let's talk about it. Uh, Yeah, so I literally like knew nothing about this movie going into it. Didn't watch any trailer. Didn't really know anything except that Bill Skarsgård was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Went with my dad, oh, stepmom, yeah. my <laughs> sister, or my brother and Bettina and like we loved it, man. We had such a good time with it. Uh, the theater experience was great. Um, mm. And, like, this is probably going to be a movie that, like, I've watched probably, honestly, two or three times a year, honestly. Mm. Like, yeah, easily one of my favorite movies um, I've seen in a long time. Just so original, and, like, that's what I love, because nowadays, like, I don't know, just doesn't seem like anyone does anything original these days mm-hmm. and uh yeah what about you what's uh were your first like impressions going into this movie and stuff like that oh dude man it was like it's such a fucking ride and i've watched it three times now and like i just watched mm-hmm. it when did we do our stabbies episode like in january yeah yeah. So I just watched it. My second watch was in January. And now again, at the end of February, I've just rewatched it again. Yeah. And me too. like, like I seriously debated putting it on again tonight whenever I got home mm-hmm. from work, just mm-hmm. because like, this is a movie that like every time I've watched it, I've liked it more and more and yeah. more. Yeah. And I like, I can't, picture myself ever disliking this movie or getting tired of this movie because Mm -hmm. like you said like this is such a fucking original concept yeah and like horror movies have been in production for like a hundred years literally now at this point since like Mm -hmm. 1920 was like one of the first horror movies yeah so to find a movie that's this original yeah is damn near impossible anymore yeah yeah and I don't know, man, like, and for Craiger to come out of the woodworks, like nobody knew who mm-hmm. this guy was. Yeah. Certainly nobody in the horror community knew who yeah. this guy was. <laughs> and then he yeah. comes out with just this fucking slap in the face, fucking balls to the wall movie that yeah. everybody loves. And yeah, like every time I've watched this, my letterbox rating has gone up. Mm-hmm. Um. And I just looked up, I wanted to, was curious to see who did the cinematographer for this movie. And I'm actually very surprised to see and happy to see that he did a movie that we did, a movie that we, another movie that we randomly picked, like our first season that we knew nothing about. And it was In the Eyes of My Mother. Oh, really? He was a cinematographer in that movie. Wow. That movie is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And like, I think this movie has some like really cool shots the way they shot oh, the man. underground and just like the transitions like the editing like i know i'm we're going into pretty much our reviews right at the start but yeah whatever like uh i just like love the way the movie was shot and i think he did a great job mm-hmm. there's one scene and like i was watching it last night and i was like oh my god man like the camera work in this shot was so mm-hmm. fucking cool it was whenever tess was coming out of the room in the tunnel like where the bed is in the video camera yeah so she's standing in the doorway of that room and the camera pans out and it's got her standing in the doorway and then it's got like a long shot of the tunnel 
beside mm-hmm. her but like just the angle that it's on it makes yeah. the tunnel look so much longer than like what it actually is at that section mm-hmm. and then the camera somehow like flawlessly kind of comes back around and like right back into her face yeah yeah and, and like, uh he did another movie that we just watched as well we knew an episode on it but he did the vigil as well oh really yeah shit yeah. okay yeah um hmm. but yeah like this movie just came out of nowhere for me honestly yeah like not knowing what anything about it um like the opening scene like it sets up the 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 space like the city because you're in detroit but you really don't know like anything about the space because she shows up to this airbnb in the dark it's pouring rain and i love like when the camera's outside you hear like it's, it's, I don't know if it's like the music. It kind of sounded like the mother screaming mm. a bit. And then when it goes into the car, she's like trying to get into the Airbnb. And then she, someone's in there already. You find out it's uh, Keith. Mm. Um, in a real like awkward situation, I think like they presented this like so well. You don't know like is who Keith is, you yeah. know, like. What would you do in this situation if you were either one of them? Like, if I was him, I would let her in. And this yeah. is a big theme of the movie, too, is like men doing things and not realizing that they're doing something wrong, kind of yeah. thing. Like the whole Justin Long thing. I mean, he was a piece of shit in this movie, but I'm not going <laughs> to jump that far ahead right now. But like, as a man, me personally, yes, I would let this woman come in because mm-hmm. it's fucking pouring rain. It's a shitty ass neighborhood. He knows that it's a shitty neighborhood because he's been in the house for a little while. Yeah. Um, but for her, like, if I'm in her shoes mm-hmm. and I'm a female and there's this like guy that I don't fucking know already in this house and he's inviting me in, hell yeah. no, man. Yeah. I'm getting back in my car. I'm cutting my losses. Fuck the hundred and twenty dollar a night Airbnb. I'm getting yeah. the fuck out of here yeah because i'm like you really don't know right no no and skarsgård is a big dude right like he's tall yeah, he's tall um and i love how they set up this uh scene like Keith is like very nice and very aware that like he kind of picks up the cues like you know he's very awkward he mm-hmm. he offers to make her tea and then like she's like oh, i don't want any then after he's like Oh, like I noticed he didn't drink your tea. Like I totally understand. You know, you didn't see me pour it. Don't know what mm-hmm. I did. And he's like trying not to be awkward, but you know, it's he's, just like his personality, right? Like, yeah. And he's got yeah. the bottle of wine, and she's mm-hmm. just coming out of the shower, and he's like, "I didn't open it until you came out. Like, I want you to see me open it." And yeah, yeah. It's just like, and Tawny really talked about this scene during our Stabby's episode, and like during that episode, I was kind of trying to remember, like what is so good about that scene? Like, why did she like that scene so much? And then on this watch, I really paid attention to the scene and I was like, I totally get her love for, mm-hmm. for this interaction because they're both so incredible in like the awkwardness. And then like the realization that they have certain things in common. And then like the whole conversation mm-hmm. just switches tones yeah and they become very friendly they're goofing around with each other they're like making the bed together because she wanted clean sheets on the bed and And it's crazy because like she's very skeptical skeptical the whole time obviously right she doesn't Mm -hmm. know who keith is yeah and then 
as soon as she finds out that he works for this, I think it's like a movie company or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like he works for this company, and just that one little tidbit like makes her totally trust him. Mm-hmm. But it's like, who cares if we have one thing in common? It doesn't make me any better than I was yeah. five minutes ago, right? And then she totally opens up, starts having mm-hmm. wine. They have like a great night together. They forget about the laundry, and then like they have like this kind of weird like. I don't know, awkward, flirtatious thing going. Like, they both kind of wanted to kiss, but then, like, I think just Keith is, like, just awkward and, like, yeah. okay, I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, there's that scene in the middle of the night where you hear, like, this weird noise, and then Tess wakes up to her bedroom door open, and then Keith's out on the couch, and <laughs> you can hear him, like, talking in his sleep. Yeah. And then she goes out, and wakes him up and like we see a side of him that we hadn't seen yet uh-huh. and she wakes him up and he's like what the fuck are you doing like what are you thinking and i was like the, on my first watch i was like okay here we go like yeah. this is where the yeah. guy's gonna turn fucking psycho mm-hmm. but he doesn't yeah. it was just like a typical response to being woken up in the middle of the fucking night by yeah. a stranger essentially yeah and then behind her you see like a door to the basement like close yeah so it's like the mother, I think it's somehow got into a room. Um, well, because we know that she comes out at night. Yeah. But it's like, why did she not do anything when she came up? Yeah. To both of them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then like she wakes up, he's like not pissed off, but he's like just got woken up from a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And she's like, did you go to my room? And he's just like, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> and then like is pissed at her because like she said that. But then mm-hmm. like she goes to bed and then um next morning like he leaves a note for her and like says, you know, good luck with the interview. And then like, oh, PS had a really good time last night. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have like a really good friendship that like started off weird, but yeah, they really took advantage of their whole situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, anything else from that opening scene that you want to mention that? <laughs> uh, no, not really. I think we covered everything. Yeah. Um, I want to mention something like, like during the interview scene. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Because like she has this interview with, uh, she's like a movie producer, like a documentarian or something like that. Yeah. Um, and she's going to start working for her. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the interview, the woman says to her like, well, like, where are you staying? And Tess is like, oh, I have an Airbnb in uh, Brightmore. Mm-hmm. And the woman's like, you're joking, right? And she's like, well, no, like, I, I know it's kind of a rough, rough area and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, like, you should not be there. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. a very dangerous area. And like, in the morning, we see this mm-hmm. fucking Brightmore yeah. In, yeah. in daylight. Yeah. And it's like, whoa yeah <laughs> like it's like all the houses around it are like broken down like yeah. disgusting and this like kind of like nice house that's still like together intact yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so i i liked that interaction because it really kind of gives you that sense of danger mm-hmm. that uh that's in this brightmore place mm-hmm. and then whenever tess gets back to the house and like that scene kind of sets up this next scene 
Yeah. Because Tess gets back to the house and a fucking homeless guy starts chasing her down the fucking sidewalk. Dude, that guy said and did the wrong things. Yeah. Oh, like 100%. he's chasing after. He's like, hey, girl, hey, get back here. Yeah. He's like, don't you go in that house. Get away from that like, house. <laughs> what do you expect? And then she goes in and then he's like, you get out of that house now. You get out of that house. Yeah. It's like, Dude, like you could have said something entirely different, guess scaring the fuck out of the girl. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, and then the scene with her in the basement, I love. Um Yeah. She finds like she gets locked down there because she's trying to find toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And then uh she finds like a little rope out of the wall and like pulls it and the door opens. And then it's, it's a like pitch door. black. And then she goes up to the door and then just looks down there. She's like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Goes back up the stairs, sits there for a bit. And then she kind of like sees a mirror and then the light. And I love this scene whenever she like drags a mirror and then like puts it at the right angle to shine light down the hallway mm-hmm. so she can see. Yeah, it's really cool. Really smart. Uh, so she sees the doorknob at the end. So she walks down there, opens the door, and there's this small room with uh a bed camera and a bucket a dirty ass bed <laughs> and a dirty ass bucket yeah with a bloody handprint on the wall mm-hmm. and she gets the fuck out of there and then yeah. finally keith comes home and they get up there and she gets upstairs she's freaking out she's like i gotta go we gotta go like i'm packing and leaving and keith is like what the fuck you talking about she's like there's a a bed and a bucket downstairs and he's like okay it's a basement there's things down there she's mm-hmm. like no there's a room with a camera a bucket and a bed and he's like okay well hold on i haven't seen this bed or bucket like i want to go look mm-hmm. so he goes down there and then you know what happens he doesn't come back up and she goes down there and man the whole scene of her like finding this extra passage was just like so insane. creepy so creepy yeah um but this was like I don't know, man. Like I fucking hate this term, but like the toxic masculinity scene for Keith, where she's trying to explain to him, like, we need to get the fuck out of this house. And mm-hmm. he's basically just not listening to her. Yeah. Like calling her crazy, mm-hmm. gaslighting her for lack of a better term. I fucking yeah. hate that word too. But not listening to her, not believing her until he sees it himself. Yeah. Yeah. And realistically, they both could have got out of there alive if he yeah. would have just fucking listened to her. <laughs> yeah. But would you believe her if she said that there was a secret door with another room in it with all that? In all honesty, the way that she was acting. And I mean, yeah, in a in a town like that or like a fucking mm-hmm. on a street like that i probably would believe her but my dumb ass would be like oh i gotta go down and see that like, <laughs> oh, that's cool yeah yeah and yeah i probably would go down but i would believe her i wouldn't be going down because i didn't believe her i'd be going down because i'd be like well fuck that's mm-hmm. wild like let's go down and look at it yeah 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 so she has to go down there because he doesn't come back up um mm-hmm. this i can't whole- I'll go ahead. I was going to say like her acting in this scene too, when she like starts going down the stairs and like, yeah, like the way her voice cracks when she's calling mm-hmm. his name and like, she's starting to cry when he's not answering. I was like, God yeah. damn, man, this girl is yeah. so good. Yeah. 
And I get, I think it's safe to assume, I think, that he got snagged by the mother and dragged down there. Yeah. Well, he says someone bit him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's down there with her flashlight, goes down this huge crawl space with all these like mine shafts down there. And then she sees like some cages with like uh, dog bowls in it. It's like mm-hmm. dirty, disgusting. Um, so basically, Frank, we haven't met yet, but he basically started off kidnapping girls, bringing mm-hmm. them here to down to the dungeon, whatever raping them having kids keeping them and then just doing the process over and over again uh i'm having sex with his own kids which is fucked once they're old enough i assume i would hope so (laughs) but how many how many girls do you think he had stored down there he had a couple cages did yeah i would say like three four maybe like did he just keep them down there until they died or like do you think he killed them eventually i think he probably killed them Mm mm-hmm I could see him killing them like once they got to an age where they couldn't have kids anymore, maybe. Or maybe he just had one kid with them and then that was it. And do you think mother just, or he got too frail and like old to even try and kill mother? Well, I think, I mean, look at her. He's probably not going to want to have sex with her. No. You know, like she's so yeah. like. Or do you think mother and... is like, like it like brings him stuff because there's that bill. That's true. Yeah, she's taking care of him. Maybe. But, yeah. I mean, like that's but... that's his last daughter. So I mean, maybe he just didn't want to kill her because she's his last. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So she's down there. Finds. A room all lit up has like blankets all the floor and a tv with a mother uh breastfeeding training video mm-hmm. <laughs> which is yeah. weird um and then all of a sudden keith comes out of nowhere and he's like freaking out he's like we gotta go and she's like okay i'll go this way like backwards game he's like no no like there's someone else down here like something bit me she's like what and then all of a sudden you hear her like Ah, this fucking <laughs> giant ass naked lady comes running up. Titties just a swing. Titties flying everywhere. Grabs Keith, smashes his head on the fucking cave, and then cuts to black. Mm-hmm. And before we jump to the transition, what did you think of that the first time you watched it? First time I watched it, I was fucking so taken aback and flabbergasted because i was like i was thinking like okay this whole movie is just going to center around these two characters Mm -hmm. and it's fucking bill skarsgård and he's going to die within like the first half an hour like how does this make sense like yeah how how is this movie going to continue on Mm -hmm. and like there ain't no coming back from what she did to him like no no. he's not going to be a fucking surprise alive character at the Mm -hmm. end of the movie she fucking smashed his face to a pulp up against that stone wall yeah there was nothing left of it yeah no no what about you like what did you think of it Uh, blew my mind did not expect the giant naked girl with her titties flying everywhere i forgot Um, to mention that yeah, it came out of nowhere, and it was just so violent and abrupt. And then, and then, like you're just like, "Fuck, okay." And the screen cuts black, and you're like, "Okay, what else are they gonna do with it?" Mm-hmm. And it 
cuts to immediate sunny fucking scene with Justin Long driving a car in California, <laughs> sitting in a sauna. I was like, Ricky Tiki Tabby. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> oh, it is this. I love this. I love that yeah. transition they did. Yeah. Um. So he's driving and then he gets a phone call and you find out that he's a TV actor, producer. Um, and he just saw the pilot, and basically there's like accusations of him with another female actress, and uh she's saying that he basically raped her. And at first you're like for me, like with all of like the the Me Too movement, like mm-hmm. I don't know how to say this without getting canceled, but I, I'm sure there was a lot of actual stuff that happened, mm-hmm. but I do feel like a lot of people didn't get an opportunity to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I know there was a lot of stuff that had come out with a couple people and um stuff happened, but there was like a few people where just immediately they get canceled and they have no chance to even like try and defend themselves or mm-hmm rebuttal it or wait for like an investigation at all mm-hmm. just immediately people's careers and lives are ruined um yeah. so that i don't agree with like it was a big thing but for me like i was like okay just give Justin Long's character aga like i don't know maybe like he's not a terrible person like <laughs> it's justin long you can't not love the guy right yeah and so like the whole time like okay maybe he maybe it's not like what happens um yeah and like what you described with the me too movement is literally what's happening to him because his agents are like well there's a male agent and a female agent they call him and the male is like yo like aj you need to calm down man like you need to calm down he's like calm down like what the fuck you mean calm down like i'm getting accused of of something that didn't happen like i'm not gonna fucking calm down yeah and then and then the girl was kind of like, well, yeah, like she accused you of raping her. And yeah. and then the other guy was like, yeah. And like, um, no matter what the outcome of this investigation is, I think like this show is going to move forward without you. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? Like I brought her on, like I recommended her, like this is my show. And they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. she's not going to do it if you're associated with it. Yeah. So it's just like instantly, no matter what, like even if he is proven innocent, Mm-hmm. He's not going to be a part of this show that he's created. Yeah. And then is... on top of that, she's the girl's like, oh, we should tell him another bad news. And the, the other guy's like, no, no, like, just calm down. And she's like, no, what the fuck? Like, what is it? And they're like, oh, like the Associated Press is writing an article on this tomorrow. Yeah. It's like literally the next day. It like, yeah, he doesn't get any chance to even try and rebuttal or like. Mm-hmm have an investigation just immediately the news articles are like okay this guy did this yeah um and later on it shows him like reading the article like on his phone mm-hmm. and the author of the article in this movie is a real life uh reporter who did uh like she was a big um front runner in the whole me too movement like with the journal like the uh the publication of different articles and stuff like that oh okay yeah that's cool can't remember what her name was it was kim something Mm -hmm. but uh yeah so then the movie kind of whole like it's basically another movie and another in a movie yeah um 
so basically flips to now AJ is kind of like our main guy that we're rolling with. You kind of see his story and I love how they connect him with the Airbnb in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause basically he meets up with his like wealth management guy and there's like, okay, he's going to say you're going to be poor in three months. And he's like, okay, maybe do I kind of sell some property like, I have those properties in Detroit. They're like, he's like, yeah, those aren't really big, big movers. Like, no one wants to fucking move to Detroit. <laughs> Look at this fucking um, neighborhood. <laughs> so then you find out that he goes to Detroit. I love, like, the conversations that he has, like, over the phone with, like, his agent. He's like, oh, I'm getting my rental. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm in Detroit. Detroit, Michigan? Like, you can't fucking leave the state, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, I'm not arrested. Well, yeah. like you should be here in case there's any further developments. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean further developments? Like I didn't do anything. <laughs> I like whenever he's talking to his wealth management guy too, because uh he's talking about how like the lawyer's fees. And he's mm-hmm. like, Yeah, so there's gonna be two separate uh fees. He's like, one is for um uh the case against me, uh which I'm going to fucking win, obviously. Yeah. He's like, and then there's going to be another one for the countersuit, which I'm definitely 100% going to fucking win. Like, fuck that bitch. And like, yeah. oh, it's going on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. And like, even it's wealth management guys. Like, yeah, I'm giving you back your files next week. And like, you need to find somebody <laughs> yeah. else. It's like, he's like, everybody's dropping this guy. He's like, what's that mean? He's like, well, I'm going to suggest you find someone else. Yeah. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So he gets to Detroit and uh, gets to his Airbnb and, you know, he it's like two weeks later because he gets there and tests his car still there. Mm-hmm. He gets in there. Her luggage is there and he calls Bonnie and she's like, yeah, like the last time I read it was like two weeks ago. So you can assume that Tess has been down locked up for like at least a week and a half. Yeah. Um. And so he's trying to figure out who it is. He sees her like laptop, all that, but uh, key stuff isn't. He doesn't find key stuff, which is weird. Yeah, that's true. And like Key's car wasn't there, so like how? Yeah, I never thought of that. And you would think that Key's like other people he's working with would like try and get a hold of him or something. Mm, yeah. But anyway, mm, uh, hole. Yeah. So we see he's like all like their toothbrushes and stuff. And he's like, who the fuck was like squatters living here? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes out to the club with one of his friends who is uh, Zach Krager and like his buddy like Everett or whatever is like, yeah, you got that typical like bro, like ego, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Everett's like, okay, man, like, tell me what happened, man. Like man to man. Come on. I just got to hear from you. Cause I've seen the articles in ages. Like, Okay, man, you know, I'll tell you exactly what happened. I'll be, I'll be man to man, you know. We did, we did fuck. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I love this, like, scene with him, because, like, you basically know that he's a piece of shit, because he's like, yeah. yeah, we did fuck. And he's like, okay, well, what does that mean? Like, did she want it? And he's like, well, at first, and immediately you're like, oh, God, man, like, come on. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, at first, you know, she didn't really want it. And, you know, it took the convincing. He's like, you know, I'm a very convincing guy, man. And yeah. it's like, oh, my God, man. Like, yeah. So, like. You're fucked. You're fucked, man. Like, 
yeah, she didn't want it at first, but then we started fooling around that she was like ready to go, man. And like, yeah. I just loved <laughs> a, uh, Justin Long in this character. I thought he's perfect. Yeah, he was good. His character kind of reminded me of uh, his character in Tusk a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, so then he gets back to the Airbnb and he uh, stupidly calls um, to Melissa. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, leaves her voicemail. is like, oh, I'm sorry this happened. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I'm not even to... mad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just fix this? Like, I'm sorry. And then I'll see you in person. I'll apologize again. And it's like, dude, you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, so the next morning he wanders down downstairs and probably one of my favorite scenes in this, um, which you can really see Zach Craigers like comedy come out. Um, he finds everything downstairs, like even like the Daryl to the fucking basement. And then it cuts to his computer and you see him typing in Google, can basement rooms count towards whatever square yeah. footage in a house he's <laughs> like look at articles and some are saying no and then one says possibly and he's like oh possibly yeah let's fucking go and then like gets a tape measure and starts fucking measuring every room and goes into like the uh the sex room yeah and like sees the camera the bed and just starts measuring moving the bed around like sits on the bed doesn't even and, give a fuck like you know, and then just keeps going like Goes in the basement, goes down the stairs, pulls the tape measure, sees like the doggy cages, and like, oh, what the fuck? Continues <laughs> to measure. <laughs> so fucking funny. But then he finds that room again with the the breastfeeding video. Yeah. And he's just kind of standing there watching it for a minute, and he's kind of like dumbfounded by it. Yeah. And then his fucking tape measure comes flying out of his hand because like he still has the whole length of the tape measure down the the tunnel. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it like rips out of his hand and goes shooting down towards the other end of the tunnel. So like something pulled it out of his hand. Yeah. Yeah. And then you don't see anything, but he starts running down the tunnel, right? Like you don't see. Because he has a flashlight and then he has like the knife. Yeah. And then he's like shining down. And then I think he hears something. Mm-hmm. And then he starts running, and then he turns around, and then like has a knife, and his flashlight keeps dying, and then like it's doing that classic like, horror thing, right? Like yeah. his camera shining, you see like a little like glimpse of the mother like far away. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. then like goes dark, and then comes back, and she's closer, and like fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And he ends up falling into her like pit that she has, mm-hmm. and then Tess is down there. Yeah, and Tess. Yeah is like she's fucking scary looking in this scene too well she's been down there a while just oh, drinking yeah. i don't know what kind of milk but breast milk maybe hairy breast milk Ugh. so yeah she's like fucking frantic down there and she's like all dirty and like she's starting to look like she's a little bit crazy yeah and he's like what the fuck's going on what the fuck and she's like you need to shut up like be mm-hmm. quiet because like if you get upset she gets upset and like yeah. You don't want that. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, the gate closes on top of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we have the, the fucking uh... hairy nipple bottle. 
just this giant <sighs> bottle comes down through the grate. There's like hairs on it. It's fucking gross. Yeah. And she's pointing at AJ, and AJ's like, "What the fuck?" And Tessa's like, "Drink it." Yeah. And he's like, "I'm not fucking drinking that." And Tessa's like, "Drink it." And then he's like, "No." And then uh, she like points the bottle to Tess, and Tess starts drinking it. And mm-hmm. AJ's like, "Oh, what the fuck?" <laughs> and uh, yeah, she gets mad at AJ, lifts the thing, pulls AJ out. Mm-hmm. Well, she jumps to- down first. Oh, she jumps down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pulls him out and brings him to the room, and then we get like one of the best scenes in the movie. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, now that the gate's open, Tess climbs out, mm-hmm. and she has AJ's flashlight, which is kind of like cutting in and out, like you already mentioned. And then she walks past that room, and you see the mother actually breastfeeding AJ at this point. Yeah, um, with her boob. Uh, yeah, not with the bottle. No, and like it's just it's fucking nasty. <laughs> yeah, I guess there was one scene they cut out of this. I think it was like an extension of this scene. I think. Oh really? Um, yeah, but this scene was fucking hilarious, man. Uh, he's like screaming, like no, no, and like this giant tit. It's like, oh man. <laughs> and the prosthetics are very good in this movie because, mm-hmm. like, until I looked up the list. Like the cast list, like I thought this was a woman. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. the the boobs look real. Yeah, I mean, like they're down to her belly button, but I mean, mm-hmm. they looked real. Uh, obviously, the face had prosthetics on it, but like I actually thought this was a woman. Yeah, but yeah. nope, it's a man. <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, Tess is running out of there, and she trips over the measuring tape and you know how measuring tapes are; they're loud as fuck. Uh-huh. Um, it's like opening a bag of chips. Yeah. So then. Mother hears it, Tessa is running, um, and then gets outside, and the homeless person pulls her and saves her, and you see, like, the mother, like, reach out. Um, Fucking love that shot. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. She reaches out, and it's daylight, and she you see her reach her body out with her arms, mm-hmm. and then, like, realizes that it's daylight and kind of, like, backs back into the shadows of the basement. I'm just like, it looks yeah. so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. And the homeless guy saves her, and he's like, get the fuck out of there. And Tess is like, we go back in. There's someone else down there. And she's like, don't go down there. Like, I know it's down there. And, like, she's having the worst thing that's down there. So, obviously, he knew who Frank was. Mm-hmm. And Frank was also all obviously, like, a way worse person than the mother was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She's mm-hmm. just a product of him, right? Like, it's not her yeah. fault. Yeah. And then I think this is the scene where we get the little backstory on Frank, I think. Well, Tess goes back down. Well, the or... cops come first. Do the cops come before we see Frank? No, it's after Frank. Is that, okay, so then, yeah, it probably is when it cuts yeah. to Frank then. Uh, so, yeah, you get a little bit of backstory on Frank. I think I forgot how long ago it was, probably. It was in the 80s because when he gets in his car, they're talking about the Reagan administration and he was okay, the president so during the 80s. So it's probably 30 years ago then? 40. I think it was early 80s. Okay, I guess so. I'm fucking 33. Yeah, it makes sense. We're, yeah. we're 2023 yeah. now. Uh, okay, so 40 years ago, um, you get a little bit of backstory. I don't know if it's Frank's like first kidnap. Um, basically That's... see him... 
That's true, actually. I don't know if it would be its Yeah, first. because you see him at, like, a supermarket getting, like, bed sheets and, like, baby stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know. Like, we talked about in our stabbies. Um, really want to know, like, why Frank is doing this. Mm -hmm. Like, because it's obvious that he wants to make a baby. So maybe he, like, just isn't good looking enough to get a wife or, like, a female to have a kid. Mm. I don't know. Or maybe he's just fucked up. Well, he is fucked up, but yeah. I see him like follow a girl home and then pretend to be like a, a plumber or something like that to get into mm -hmm. her house. And he see him like unlock the window so that he can get it in and all that stuff. And then he yeah. see his house is the same house, the Airbnb. Yeah. And the neighborhood is like really nice. He sees a neighbor. The neighbor's like, hey, Frank, just wanted to let you know that uh, me and the family are packing up and leaving. And he's like, you should too, because like, states are starting to go downhill in Detroit and uh Frank's like no I'm never leaving yeah. so he's obviously stayed there his whole life um and uh yeah I like how you see like what the house looked like before oh man this now. neighborhood this neighborhood is fucking beautiful mm -hmm. like everybody's lawn is like perfect their houses are all like nicely painted yeah. um like it reminded me of the town from Edward Scissorhands like it's everything's very bright the houses are all very bright colored people are friendly like kids are out riding their bikes like mm -hmm. people are out washing their cars yeah and then yeah uh doug is his name he says like yeah town's going to shit and i'm like what do you mean like this fucking place is beautiful mm -hmm. but it just goes to show like obviously everyone in that town packed up and left yeah because or like that neighborhood anyways they packed up and left because Frank's house is the only one that's still standing whenever mm -hmm. we see it, like when it's an Airbnb. Yeah. All those other houses are fucking tore down, burnt down, squatted in, fucking graffitied all over. Mm -hmm. Place is a shithole. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, like the contrast between 40 years ago and now mm -hmm. was really cool to see. And like, it's fucking crazy what can happen in a 40 year period. Mm -hmm yeah but um yeah so we cut back to um uh tess and she's uh at like a gas station trying to call the cops for help and then like i think it portrayed detroit really well because like she looks like a crackhead mm -hmm. and uh cops come they bring her to like the house and they're like investigating they're like okay you broke the window like what the fuck and she has no key to get in and she looks like a crackhead, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she does. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, they don't believe her that someone's, like, broken in. They get another call and basically leave. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I kind of get it. Like, I kind of on the cop side because she does look like oh, yeah. a homeless person. It sounds crazy. So, like, they're probably used to that, right? Oh, yeah. Especially in the neighborhood that, that they're in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, like, she has no ID. Like, all of her stuff is inside the house. Mm -hmm. And they're like, and she wants them to break down the door. And they're like, well, we're not breaking down the fucking door. Like, yeah, nobody's yeah. in there. Like, no. Yeah. Uh, so then Tess waits until nighttime and she gets in her car. And then you see just out of nowhere and mother bursts through the fucking door. Yeah. Comes running out and Tess slams her into the house with the car. And like, you think that she kills mother. Um, she goes 
into the basement to try and find AJ, but AJ is on his own adventure right now, trying to get away from Mother, finds, like, the bell with, like, the tunnel going to the room, mm. and he goes in this tunnel, and I was not expecting this either. That's fucking wild, man. Like, fucking Frank is still alive. Yeah. And I did not expect that. He's in, like, this dark room with, like, a TV, like, piss bottles everywhere a bed yeah. he just looks like i don't even know how he's alive like how is he is he even getting like food and water like well yeah and like you see like a can of tuna or something beside his bed so mm-hmm. like obviously mother is somehow getting him food yeah and like that's never really explained how because mm-hmm. I mean, like, this fucking thing can't just walk down, go to the supermarket, because the way she looks. But, I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Unless she's stealing it from the homeless people. Who knows? Yeah. But, like, Frank's, like, he he goes into this coughing fit. Like, he sounds like he has lung cancer. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, AJ is there. And, um... Does AJ see the tapes before or after Frank kills himself? Before. Okay. That's that's why Frank kills himself. You think so? I thought he just yeah. killed himself because he's sick of living. Well, no, because Justin or AJ finds the tapes. Well, maybe yeah. it is why he killed himself because he's sick of living, but he finds the tapes. Um, but before he finds them, Frank wants him to move his little side table closer to him. Yeah. So he does that. And then as Justin or as AJ is looking at these tapes that are in like a bookshelf, mm-hmm. Frank's kind of rummaging around in this drawer that's in the nightstand. Yeah. And then there's a tape that's like popped out of the VCR and he just pushes it in mm-hmm. and he watches like five seconds of it and then shuts it off. And then he turns around and he says to Frank, he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you're a fucking piece of shit. You're fucking disgusting. And he's just going yeah. off on him. Yeah. And then as he's doing that, Frank pulls a gun out. <laughs> yeah. And AJ's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, no, like, you don't need to do that. And then yeah. the camera cuts away from Frank and he shoots himself in the head. Yeah. Yeah. And then it cuts like the tapes and you see like all the different names of like yeah. the different girls he had there. Yeah. There was like probably oh, at least like 30 of them, maybe. Oh, yeah. I would say 30. A lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, AJ gets out of the house, I think. Oh no, Tess goes down in the basement. AJ hat takes a gun from Frank. Mm-hmm. And then stupid fucking AJ. Well, actually both of them, like, yeah. they should have at least like said like, Tess should have like announced that it was her. Mm-hmm. Instead, they're both fucking walking in the dark. Can't see anything. Don't say a word. And of course, like, as soon as Tess starts to say something. AJ shoots her, mm-hmm. and it's like you idiot. But also, like I don't know, feel like they could have handled this situation better. Um, yeah, they're both kind of idiots. Yeah, so he shoots Tess, and I'm like, fuck. And so she's not dead; she's alive. Um, he takes her out of the the house. They get outside, and Mother is gone from the car. And Tess is freaking out. She's like, oh shit, where the fuck's Mother? Like I crushed her. Um, the homeless guy comes and gets them. No, br- he doesn't come and get them. 
well they walk down to his yeah, place yeah yeah and he brings them into like this like church and uh this scene is awesome too um before we get the the crazy kill i love the scene with aj in this um because you're sitting around the fire and aj is like it's like i did something really bad like i like at first he's talking about tess right yeah. he's like i shot her he's like i need to do something and the homeless guy's like no like don't stay here like she's fucking crazy mm-hmm. and he's going on and like you see him like realizing that like he made a mistake like you think he's talking about tests but he's talking about his are you good yeah oh um his scandal with uh melissa because he's like i hurt someone and there's nothing i can do about it but i can at least help them try and get through it or something like that and like i kind of like how his character did kind of like take a little change but then completely loses himself at the end of the movie. Um, <laughs> what did you think of like that scene, like with AJ? Like, did you believe him at all that he did kind of feel bad? Yeah, and, like, like... realize that he's kind of a shitty person. He even says that, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, I think I'm a bad person. Yeah. Or and then he says, or maybe I'm a good person who just did a really shitty thing. Yeah. So he's the type of person that he's like super narcissistic right like he has shining moments where he realizes like fuck i need to do something good here but then like quickly turns it around and Mm -hmm. like even in just that line like i think i'm a bad person or maybe i'm just a good person who did a shitty thing Mm -hmm. like no dude you're a fucking piece of shit (laughs) like even just like your interactions with all these people that you've talked to after what happened, like the way that you're describing the situation, it's like everything is everyone else's fault. And like, mm-hmm. we see different instances of this. Like whenever he's talking to the wealth management guy, he's calling her a fucking bitch and I'm going to win this and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then he talks to like the property manager who like, or the Airbnb person or whatever, who manages his house. Mm-hmm. And they're, he's like, well, like where's the cleaning lady? And she's like, well, cleaning lady doesn't come until there's new tenants, no new tenants, no cleaning lady. Yeah. Like, That's so fucking idiotic and blah, blah, blah. So like he needs to be right about everything. Mm-hmm. He's that kind of person. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, yeah, maybe he did come to that realization, but then in the scenes that come afterwards, mm-hmm. he reverts back to his regular self. Yeah. 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 So it's like, he wants people to feel sorry for him, but then just, mm-hmm is regular bullshit yeah yeah and then <laughs> they're like going on like we need to get the hell out of here like and the homeless guy's like no we just stay here they're like well how how she not come for you mm-hmm. and he's like i've been here for 15 years like i know frank is and then it's like 15 years she's never come in here once as soon as he says that just like boom <laughs> comes out flying through the wall <laughs> grabs him rips his arm off starts beating him with it <laughs> amazing oh, yeah it's man. nuts uh so aj runs off leaves tess behind she can barely walk because she's shot it's like i can't climb up here it's barbed wire then like crawls up this water tower yeah 
And he's like booking it. And Tess is like behind him. And she's like, wait for me. Like, hold up. And he's like, hurry the fuck up. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, he's a fucking piece of shit, man. Yeah. Like- <laughs> and so you get up there and he's like, oh my God, there's nowhere to go. He's She's going to get us. And then Tess is like, you're gone. And he's like, oh yeah. Like takes it, fumbles with it, fucking drops it over the water tower. Yeah. And then they're standing there. And then like this scene, like was so fucking crazy like mm-hmm. did not see it coming um he's like realized he's like he's like i can save myself and then mother comes up and he grabs fucking tess and he's like you want your baby go get her throws her off the water tower <laughs> i'm like what the fuck <laughs> this is what i mean man crazy and then like all of a sudden you see slow-mo Test falling, camera turns, looking at the water tower, you just see mother <laughs> pop over, going fucking down. Swan dives fucking off this. Titties are thing. flopping in the air. <laughs> oh my God, so fucking funny. But again, like, Tess went back to the house to save you, dude. Yeah. And then you shoot her. Yeah. Uh, you have a, a very small, short moment of like, wow, I need to save this woman to running away without worrying about her running up this water tower, throwing her off the water (laughs) tower. Like after she went back to save your ass from that house. Yeah. Like just a piece of shit human being, Yeah, but it's just alone. And then he gets down there and he realizes she's alive. Tess is alive. Yeah. He helps her up. He's like, Oh my God, I did it. I saved you. Yeah. And it's like, dude, come on. Yeah. Like, you knew why I had to do it, right? Like, you knew yeah. why. Yeah. It's like, and quit then, trying to justify it. Yeah. And then mother wakes up. She's uh-huh. still alive somehow. Like, he grabs him by the throat and then, like, pushes his eyeballs in. They explode and then rips his head in two. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. So sick. Wild ass yeah. kill. And then uh, she shoots mother. And then you assume that mother is dead. And the credits roll and Tess walks away. Yeah. Um just give me one sec here. Um but like she doesn't just shoot mother, like this end scene, I don't know if it did it for you, but it really did it for me on this watch. Like I felt so bad for the mother. Yeah. Cause she she was brought into this world by inbreed like years and years of inbreeding and just like constant in inbreeding i don't know what yeah. uh, what else to say so she is the product of fucking generational inbreeding and she's not all there in the head she's not all there physically like she has mm-hmm. like massive deformations yeah and then she views Tess as a baby because all she's watched is this nursing video for like her entire life. Like it's just mm-hmm. on a fucking loop. Yeah. So Tess is her baby mm-hmm. and she's in that scene. She's holding Tess. Like she jumped off this fucking water tower to save her baby from dying. Yeah. And she's holding Tess and she's like caressing her face and she's, she can't mm-hmm. really talk. So like we were making fun of it before we started recording, but she's like, buh, buh. Buh, buh, buh. like yeah. trying to say baby and then she finally says 
baby. Yeah. And then Tess fucking poof blasts yeah. her. And yeah. like <clears throat> you can't blame Tess. I mean, like, obviously that's mm-hmm. what needs to be done, but like I felt really bad for this fucking this woman. This I know. Abomination. Yeah. 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 Am I crazy? No, you're not. No. No. Yeah. It's like she's just doing whatever she can to protect her baby. And that ultimately was killing people. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, before we wrap up, like, how do you feel them doing anything else in this universe? Like for me, as much as I would like a prequel or even like a sequel to it. I don't know. I think just leave it as it is. Like, I don't know. It's tough, man. It is tough. I would love to see a prequel. Like, I want to see more of. Now, but I can search by title. Shut up. <laughs> um, I would love to see more of Frank's story. Because I just, I don't know. Like, I mean, it would be the problem with it would be like it's almost like a fucking Henry portrait of serial killer type story, mm-hmm. right? Where he's like um, pretending to be like a fucking plumber or like a maintenance guy or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it'd, it'd be similar to that, but I don't know. I just feel like he's a character that I would like to see a movie based on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, I agree with you. Like, just leave this movie alone because mm-hmm. it's fucking incredible the way that yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah, because you could make a sequel out of it. Like, mother probably isn't dead to be honest, because she's a fucking superhuman. Yeah, and nobody even cares that AJ owns this house, right? Like, it's just an Airbnb, basically. Yeah. Um. So they could just mother could just go back to the way she is and just <laughs> keep. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, I don't think I think I'd be less on board mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I like the idea of Mother being dead. Hmm, right. Cool. Uh, anything else before we wrap this up? I don't think so. We've talked about this for a long time already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, well, that's the way the breast milk splatters. Ooh, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> Just for for fucking clarification, breast milk is not gross, but this breast milk is gross. Okay, fair enough. I mean, yeah, I have four kids. I, I'm not one of those people. Well, you partake? Yeah, I'm right up in there with them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know you love this movie. You know I love this movie, but yeah, let's talk about our thoughts on it. All right. Uh, for my quality... Um, I mean, this is a movie I could give a perfect score to, uh, but I'm not. I'll give quality a 10 out of 10. Um, I think this is a well-shot movie, well-acted. Um, the special effects are great. Uh, everything about this movie, I just love. Yeah. Um, the the score is really good, too. Uh yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. Um, story, I'll give it a nine and a half because there's like a couple of plot holes you could pick up, but um honestly, such an original story. Uh the writing, like the screenplay, like everything about it, the way it was edited, 
Um, it's a fucking fantastic movie, man. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What about you? Um, on my first watch fit, I gave it a four star rating on Letterboxd. Mm -hmm. On my second time watching it, I gave it a four and a half star rating. Yeah. This time, uh, I'm giving both a ten out of ten, man. Okay, nice. Like, like uh, I don't know, man. Like we've talked about every aspect of this movie, like the cinematography, the way it was shot, the camera angles, the acting, mm -hmm. the score, the the fucking prosthetics. Like pretty much everything was practical effects. Yeah, and they looked so good. Um, mm -hmm. I loved the idea that it was three movies essentially matched yeah. into one and they didn't do like anything fancy with like the transitions to mm -hmm. go from like one story to the next like you mentioned before like it was just a black screen and boom here's justin long driving down this fucking california road singing ricky ricky tiki tavi <laughs> um and then again, boom, like it's 40 years in the past and we see Richard Brake's character in this beautiful neighborhood. Mm. But the way that they tied every story together and like did a wraparound, it was basically like an anthology movie with a wraparound story in it. Yeah. Um, but everything was just done perfectly, I think. And on this third watch for me now, like I couldn't find anything that I disliked about it. I mean, yeah, there's the odd plot hole that you mentioned, but it really doesn't take away from the movie. No, no. But yeah, I just 10 out of 10 for both. And it actually, on my first watch, I think I had it at like 13th on my movie list for mm -hmm. 2022. My second watch, I bumped it up to an to 11th. Mm -hmm. This last watch, I bumped it up to 7th. Oh, wow. Nice. Just because, like, I was looking at my list and I was like, I have problems with every other movie that's in front of this one, and I really mm -hmm. don't have any issues with this movie, so I, I, I need to move it up. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, love it, love this movie. All right, you guys know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see if they agree with us. So this is one of those movies that has a critics consensus and an audience consensus. Okay. So for the critics, it says smart, darkly humorous, humorous, and above all scary barbarian offers a chilling and consistently unpredictable thrill ride for horror fans. So based on that, what do you think the critics scored it? Um, both an 89. You're close. Critics give it a 93. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's high. It is high. On 200 reviews and an average score of 7.5 out of 10. The audience consensus, mm -hmm. the less you know going into Barbarian, the better. But be prepared for an ending that might rub you the wrong way. Which I disagree with. I do too. I also disagree with the score. What is it? 71%. Okay. On only a thousand ratings, surprisingly, and an average score of 3.7 out of 5 or a 7.4 out of 10. So that lines up pretty well with the critics' score, but mm -hmm. that whole yeah. percentage thing is silly. Yeah. Yeah. Letterbox is the same 3.7 out of 5, 
Uh, I gave it a four and a half. You gave it a five. Uh, two chicks. I don't know if that's just a consensus of theirs, but they gave it a four out of five. Um, Jess gave it a four out of five. Ben from Extreme Horror Replay gave it a three. Uh, let's see. There's probably a lot here. Let's see if we can find any of our friends. You gave it a five. A lot of people watch this movie on my letterboxd. Yep. Slash and Katzen gave it a four out of five. Josh gave it a four and a half. Jensen <laughs> gave it a three and a half. You said Jensen already. Oh, I said Jess before. I thought I heard you say Jensen. Anyways. Uh, Nathan from my... You froze. You froze, you froze, you froze. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Uh, Nathan from I Hope You Suffer gave it a one out of five. What? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you know, like, I don't think we've ever talked to them, but yeah. like we followed them on Instagram and, and their podcast page likes pretty much all of our posts. Mm-hmm. I got to call them out on this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> one out of five. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Are you ready for the scare section? Yes, sir. All right, what'd you give for a scare rating? Scare rating, I give it a 6 out of 10. Um, fairly creepy, scary movie, some jump scares, uh, see some saggy old titties. Um, <laughs> So yeah, six out of ten. Yeah. Scary scene. I gotta go with whatever our boy Keith gets killed. Just did not see that coming at all. It's pretty brutal. Um, and then would I survive? Um, I stopped drinking milk like three years ago. So if it was like, <laughs> I'll just take a picture of you. Like you froze mid laugh. Oh really? You're like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Uh, yeah, that's my scare section. Would finish your? I didn't hear the end of your. Would you survive? You said you haven't oh, drank milk in three years. I haven't drank milk in three years. If it was like oat milk or coconut milk, then maybe I'd survive. But <laughs> if it's breast milk, probably not. Nice. All right, my scare rating. I gave it a seven out of ten. Oh, nice. Um, I said it starts off with like some tension, making you think that there's got to be something going on with Keith. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't like a big deal for like horror, but I mean, it, it adds to it for sure. Um, and then leading into the second and third acts, it's balls to the wall, like between the creepy underground setting, the mother Frank's backstory, like it really ramps it up for me. And like the visual, the visual stuff is, uh, it's a big factor in it. Yeah. Um, my scary scene, I said the same thing as you. I said the first time I see mother coming down the tunnel to kill Keith. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, like you said, like it's just out of nowhere and it's like, out of complete darkness, yeah. you just see this fucking monster of a woman come running yeah. down the hall. It's the first time you see Mother too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what I survived, I said yes, because there's absolutely zero chance in hell I'm going down that staircase in the first place. Yeah, that's fair, yeah. Like, I mean, the first one, yeah, maybe. Like, okay, but even your manly sense of, like, adventure and, like, curiosity, you wouldn't go down there? I would go in the first section. Yeah, I'm not going like when she finds that second fake wall, I 
I don't think I'm going down there, man. Okay, so say you bought a house, right? And then I would sell that fucking house. If if you found that secret passageway, you would sell it. I okay. Like if you didn't know what was down there, if you bought the house, you're there for like a month or two, and then like you find this like secret door that goes to this underground mine shaft, like you wouldn't go down there. I wouldn't go down alone and I would be fucking rigging up some lights. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I don't know. Like, would you? You think you would? Yeah. It's fucking sick, man. If I was in my house, I'd be like Justin Law and be fucking pulling out the tape measure. <laughs> it's like that. Was, where was that? In Ukraine? This guy found like this tunnel system under his house like very recently. Mm. And it like linked to a whole bunch of different houses and shit. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool, but I don't know. I w- I would need like a search party with me. Mm. So if I ever find a fucking false wall in my house, I'll call you up and you can lead the <laughs> way. But yeah, sorry, Sarah. Like our neighbors are gone away for the weekend, and I have mm. a pet tarantula. Um, okay. Yeah, and you have to uh, look after it. No, 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 no. That's not happening. But they have a fireplace that they want running. Mm-hmm. So Sarah went over today to turn it on. Yeah. And now she's freaking out thinking like, well, maybe it didn't turn on. So uh, she keeps texting me. I'm like, I'll just fucking go and turn it on or double check that it's turned on. So you can mm-hmm. go to sleep and like, stop fucking worrying about it. Yeah. But yeah. And then pet the tarantula. I'm not going anywhere fucking near that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Arachnophobia. All right. Um, I'm super happy we did this movie. Yeah, me too. Uh, I love it. I will most definitely be watching it again before this year ends. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, had a lot of fun. Um, next month is both of our birthdays. Again, um, last year we did March musicals, and uh, uh, that didn't do so well. No, we yeah, lesson learned. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even really have that good of a time with yeah. with the month. I mean, we watched some interesting movies. Yeah, that we would probably never watch, especially the, the uh, the Trey yeah. Parker movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, some of it was fun, but but anyways, uh, one themed month that we did have a lot of fun was our franchise month that we did back in October. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're bringing that back. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're picking two franchises, and uh, we're just gonna do two episodes on entire franchises and we're also going to be recording a patreon only episode so if mm-hmm. you're listening to this and you're not a patron maybe you should rethink your decision and uh go listen to what we have on there already and what's going to be coming out on there in march yep no pressure though but anyways um my birthday comes first so that means i get to pick first right sure <laughs> uh, my franchise for the month is going to be wrong turn um have you seen all those movies already i've seen i think so i think there's like eight of them now what there's quite eight? a bit maybe not eight I don't know, the I last one i remember watching not including the remake yeah was one that would like they were stuck in like some like hotel or something like that yeah yeah was that no there's there's six 
Yeah. Seven. Seven, including the remake. Okay. So, yeah. The last one I remember is, like, they were stuck in, like, some, like, ski resort hotel or something like that. Hmm. I don't know if you remember which one that is. Like, that was four. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think I've only seen, like, first four. Okay. And then the remake. Yeah, because there's Wrong Turn, Wrong Turn 2, Dead End, Left for Dead, uh, Bloody Beginnings, uh, Bloodlines, Last Resort, and then the remake. Hmm, maybe I have seen Last Resort. That's at a resort. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's not a snowy one, though. Oh, four, okay. four is snowy. Oh, okay, that's that one. But cool. uh, yeah, it's a fun franchise. So I think I think we're going to have a good time with it. Yeah. And I don't know. Do you want to announce yours, or do you want to wait and see just in case you change your mind? No, I'll announce mine. All right. Uh, so for mine, I picked uh, Sleepaway Camp. Um, I I've only watched the first movie, mm-hmm, and too. the first one is an episode I wanted to do for a while just because of that one scene. <laughs> um, I don't know how many there is. Probably at least four, maybe. I think there's only three. Oh, is there? Yeah. Okay, so a bit of a shorter franchise, but which is fine. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very excited. We had so much fun doing it back in October, mm-hmm. and uh, even after October ended, we were both like, "Fuck!" Like we got to do that more often. Yeah, yeah. So here we are doing it again. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this will wrap it up. Uh, if you guys want to catch us on social media, you can find us at a podcast on Elm Street on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our TeePublic account where we have our merch. Uh, there's also links to our Patreon account, which I already mentioned. If you wish to support the podcast that way. And there's also links to each of our individual letterbox accounts, our Discord server, and anywhere that you can listen to us. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining us on this wild ride that is Barbarian to wrap up February. Thank you Um, so much, guys. Had a blast. Absolutely. And we will talk to you next week. See you later.